Hello everyone, welcome to episode 71 of the Roving Bookworm Podcast. My name is B.I. Garrix. I'm a poet, content creator, blogger, and I'm the Roving Bookworm, your host. If this is your first time here, I warmly welcome you to this growing community of awesome people. And I know this would be worth your while. The Roving Book One podcast is a safe space for meaningful and sometimes difficult conversations inspired by books, poetry, and music over a cup of tea or two. Thank you for joining the conversation this week and always coming back to listen. I hope today's episode will be as fulfilling for us as I hope it would be. This week's theme is titled, Why You Act the Way You Do. And I titled this theme after a book I read quite a while ago, I think 15 years ago, Why You Act the Way You Do by Tim Leheyi. And I thought this title was perfect for what we are going to talk, be talking about today. This is a book I would describe as understanding different personalities and temperaments 101. And I have read this book at least three times. It's a book I highly recommend because it would give you some understanding of why you act the way you do and also why others around you act the way they do. I believe it's available in most bookstores but if all fails it's definitely on amazon i always say if you don't find it go on amazon and you probably find it there sorry guys i have a cold i caught a cold it's been hard for for like three days i don't know anyway so if you hear me sniffing just um forgive me on today's episode I will be hosting you alone again and while I'm at it I will be having a pot of some new tea I recently got you hear my voice I'm already I'm excited and it's called I have a dream from the mariage Fraise beauty tea for beautiful people collection it's French tea which I must say I'm already enjoying so you know the drill go get something to drink get comfortable and then let's get into it welcome back guys why you act the way you do on the last episode we started the season by stressing the importance of asking the right questions when it comes to our behaviors and our character and we said instead of asking somebody who behaves in a certain way what's wrong with you we should ask them what happened to you today we'll go a little bit deeper by interrogating our past to find out why we act the way we do because obviously our character our behavior didn't just come in a flash it's been built up from our childhood up until this day um so over 15 years ago, when I when I first read this book, Why You Act the Way You Do, it was like a breath of fresh air. A lot of things began to make sense to me as I realized why people act the way they do, myself inclusive. Um, it, I mentioned in the intro that it tells you about different temperaments people have. Um, you have the choleric, 
the sanguine, the melancholic, and the phlegmatic. I am primarily melancholic with a mixture of one or two other temperaments, but definitely not sanguine. So it's I probably have some choleric and um, phlegmatic, but not sanguine, definitely. However, there was always something missing in my mind about my behavior and how I also viewed the world, you know, in as much as I read this book and then it led me to reading other books, you know, about personality types, temperaments and so on and um, all that. I still didn't feel like it gave me like a total picture of of my behavior i'm talking about myself now and also others i could say oh this person is a bit melancholic but there were still other underlying behaviors i couldn't really put in a box like or say this is because of this person has his temperament or not now i have later discovered that what this book didn't teach me then is the fact that when trauma is added to the equation it becomes a different ball game altogether yes you may have a particular temperament as a person but when you have been affected by trauma in one way or the other it changes all that it doesn't entirely change your temperament but it it changes it basically <laughs> what am i saying it changes it In recent years, I've come to learn a lot about trauma, how it affects us, if we have experienced a form of trauma, how it shapes who we have become and how it can dominate our lives and our peace if we do not heal from it. Now, before we go on, I want to say a big thank you to all of you that actively participated in our question question and answer sessions in the past um, week. And... You guys should get ready because we are in this together. We are going to heal together, you know. So we're going to be having a lot of these questions and answers because in this community, I don't want our conversations to be um, me talking about things I read or, you know, me and um, some guests having these conversations. I know that we usually take these conversations offline, but I also want us to all actively participate and bring all this together and have these conversations and make these conversations um, richer and um, more fulfilling in fact i love this community so much and i'm glad we are all doing this together you guys are so amazing i got so many responses i am so grateful and i believe we will all heal together for ourselves and for 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 all of you around us so for the first question um so today we'll just be talking about the two questions i i sent out two questions on instagram on my whatsapp and i got a lot of responses and the first question was what does trauma mean to you we need to establish if we say trauma if we experience trauma it affects who we become at any stage in our lives whether we 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 experience the trauma in childhood or in our teen years or even in adulthood and i got quite a number of responses and i'll read a few um to you 
so um someone says a painful feeling caused by an unpleasant occurrence mm says trauma to me means a shocking happenstance that i'm helpless to prevail laddie defines trauma as a bad experience you can never forget and i totally agree you can never forget Maima says trauma for me is an emotional state of being stuck with or over an event or a feeling usually caused by an external change Esther says that trauma to me is a person's response to a deeply disturbing event that overwhelms a person's ability to cope and causing causes feelings of helplessness and it diminishes their sense of self and their ability to feel a full range of emotions and experiences trauma is feeling lonely even when you have lots of people around you feel lonely because you are convinced no one really understands how whatever it is happened to you affected you so you keep yourself or you keep to yourself more and always feel like what you have to say or how you feel doesn't matter that's what trauma is to me i feel like esther's response to this was just just covered like just spoke volumes about trauma but i will still read what um if he sent if he says trauma is an event that triggers negative memories or effects anytime i recall it it could be a cloud of deep sadness panic dread and sometimes physical pain from the emotional scars but each recollection revisits the entire ordeal that would rather be forgotten if only it were so easy once it's easy to recollect without those sensation then it's no more it's no longer traumatic but a memory i love i also love the way that if a um define trauma or explain what trauma means to her Adeswa says trauma consists of heartaches due to repeated cycles stemming from one or more unresolved issues and while Kame says trauma to me is a state of feeling which could be expressed physically psychologically or emotionally often caused by a very sad event that that out mental that our mental state is fighting to respond to thank you so much guys for i mean i can't read everyone's you know you can see that i had loads of responses i can't read everyone's definition of trauma but i believe that these these responses that i chose to read i felt they just really hit the nail on the head in different ways and and um it just shows us and and when 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 you when you 
think about all these all these um descriptions that people have given you would start to think and realize that yeah i know this that there's something i've experienced that when it comes back to me it feels like it's happening now and that is what people know you know psychologists and psychiatrists will call um ptsd which we'll be talking talking um more about this season and hopefully we'll get um um we have a psychiatrist and psychologist lined up to to speak to us um have several conversations about trauma and and healing in um in the some episodes to to come so stay tuned the other question was have you experienced trauma in your childhood or teen years and how did that affect your character or behavior in adulthood i wanted these uh, conversations to really hit home to be realistic not things that we're just picking up from books and things like that and this was very important for us to interrogate our past and really kind of look into our past to say what happened to me and is it because of that thing that i do a and b is it because of that thing that i'm always scared or i'm always protective of this and that and for this one i'm still so grateful for your openness and trust to tell your experiences which i could instantly relate to a few of them the weird thing about trauma is that what may traumatize you may not traumatize me or it may actually traumatize me but in a different way it is unique to most individuals and 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 this is why trauma is very difficult to understand because um i don't know yeah it's difficult to understand because if something that traumatizes me happened to you and it didn't traumatize you you may think that i'm overreacting you're like ah please i beg that thing happened to me now why is she you know making a big deal out of it but you know we're different that's why we're different if god in his wisdom decided to make us all different this is it you get you know so we i can't say because you know we had the same experience and i wasn't traumatized by it it's just a memory it doesn't undermine i i mean it doesn't um i can't doesn't mean that i should undermine what it has happened to you or i shouldn't say oh it's not trauma so i was able to group the responses i received in in three major groups into three major groups and the first one is sexual abuse or attempted uh, attempted rape this was the highest number of responses i got and of course most of them i mean all of them i got were from women um most of them um in adulthood are very protective of their children for for the people who have children or they find it hard to trust people because most of these happened with people who they trusted or were supposed to people who were supposed to protect them for a few it has affected their adult relationships even in marriage 
and i will not be reading any of these but in the coming weeks we'll be having more detailed conversations about this type of trauma and how we can heal from it and we'll be um, hearing from some professionals um, about how we can you know help ourselves and how we can seek help to to heal now the second group is um neglect in childhood or a feeling of neglect and we'll talk more about this i think last on the last episode i mentioned that you know something like i i think i said something about neglect and i felt i feel like it's something i really need to talk about it's i think we're going to have to dedicate an episode to neglect or a feeling of neglect now this was another one that kept coming up and this is one that i can really relate with and i will share a bit of my experience and how the trauma from that had affected my behavior in adulthood so um when i was growing up i think when i was really a little child maybe i was three i felt i, w- I felt neglected by my mother um and it's amazing because my mother and i had a, i mean as an adult had a very close relationship but we're talking about how your childhood trauma affected who you became and i'll tell you when whenever i think of my childhood i remember being forgotten at school um at least twice and this is nursery school not not primary school i was forgotten however i was always found by my um, immediate elder sister who passed on i think i have spoken about her a lot and i think it was from that stage she became like a mother figure in my life so i felt like neglected but i mean i would have to say this quickly you know before i go far into this neglect that i grew up to realize that at the point at the time that i was this age my mother um, was very ill but i didn't know i was a child and that's the thing about trauma because whether it is for a it was it is for a valid reason like the fact that my mother was ill and she couldn't care for me she just could not so she had to leave me to other people to care for um it didn't change the fact that i was traumatized by all that um so so I, I i felt like i was you know so that affected the way that i i felt like i needed to to perform I, I felt i needed to to make people to like me to just do things because i was always trying to get attention i think i think that i think i, I have i have put that in words now I think I was trying to get attention, get attention, get people. So I felt I needed to do before I could get attention. So you know, like how children throw tantrums because they want attention. I wasn't, I, I wasn't a tantrum throwing child, but I was like a pleaser child, you know, so that because you know, in the the way that children reason is not the way adults reason. They're not going to think, oh, maybe there's something wrong with my mom. That's why she's not. Um, having time for me i never knew she was ill at all i didn't know you know and then there were many kids i had many elder elder ones at the time and all that and then apart from elder ones we had so many people in our house there were uh, cousins who lived with us and all that 
so that trauma made me to build this character as i was growing into into my teenage years and it affected every other relationship because i felt this is the most important relationship to me as a child mother and child and i'm not getting that because of i felt neglected and that's why i said neglect in childhood or a feeling of neglect both of them do the same thing so that was my experience but hopefully um in the next um episodes we would really like i said would dedicate a, a whole episode to to neglect and and um funny enough today i was watching instagram and and someone um a poet who who has a uh she she's a pope she's a coach you know she coaches other younger poets and she was she she said she asked people in the class to write topics they would like to write poems about and a 14 year old wrote neglect and she i mean she she her heart broke because she knew that it was personal and by the time um she started speaking to the girl and she was saying well that a lot of millennials have um can relate to it because you know there's this whole um hustle things are difficult both parents are out and all that you know the faith the the time of the house help or the nanny reign you know and these children are interpreting it as neglect because at that point they don't they don't care they don't understand that you're trying to get money to pay their their school fees and things like that so yeah so i got that was another group of people the third one is loss of a loved one which i have also experienced this one um is one of the most recent traumas i've experienced in my life in 2011 i watched my sister take her last breath i saw it like i can see it now like literally and i was traumatized by that experience i can see that it had it has been one of the most difficult things i've had to face in my life this sister who always was the one who remembered that i was missing that no one went to pick me would walk because my i remember when i was in my, my, my nursery school was was just a short distance from my house and she would walk there and i can i even that experience the first time i was forgotten from school she was still in her own school uniform because she was already in primary school she was five years older than i was so she was always like much older in school and i can still see her in her school uniform putting her head in the gate because the gates of the school was like she was putting her head in the gate to scan around if she could find me and i was sitting on the step and it wasn't only me i remember that we were three that were left and then nursery schools used to close at 12 and then primary schools at one and that means she had closed and this was like you know one hour for a child is like a million years anyway and this person dies in front of me like i like i literally saw her take her last breath so yeah um but not just the death of my sister but the trauma of that experience like you know there's there's trauma from the person dying and then there's trauma from being there it's different when they call you and say oh your sister died in an accident but you weren't there but is then you were there you went through everything until she took her last breath so i could also totally relate with with that there are some others that don't fall into these three categories and these are the ones i like to share um 
the aim is for us to see the many faces of trauma and the many faces trauma can wear and how it affects people who have had these experiences the names of our community members that have shared their experience i will not mention for um the sake of their privacy but i would read um some of them and for us to still go back and and say okay did i experience this but um was i traumatized by it but or wasn't i traumatized by it you know or oh so this is what is happening to me that sort of thing so that's what i hope we can achieve from from this conversation so person one i'll call the person person one person one says while i was growing up there was a river that is a few kilometers away from our home we used to dodge there to either swim or fish one day i caught a a fish a big fish before i could imagine the kind i had caught um a huge man walked towards me and grabbed my neck accusing me of stealing his fish from his fishnet in the river he dragged me to the land carried me up and was about to throw me into a well luckily somebody whom the man did not know was watching shouted make on a this man who he won't kill this small boy on hearing the shout the man stopped and said to me you forgo meet god today this woman don't save you i did not run i flew back home with great fear i felt something running through my spines and my head i would have been dead my destiny would have been cut short i could not tell my mother because she had warned me that i should not go to the river for any reason for fear of losing my life after all the same river had swallowed many young aspiring lives trauma crept in i withdrew from people and i started having food disorders headaches stomach gripes and speechlessness i stopped going to football practice and my my academic work went down pretending i was sick excuse me i began to hate people from the the man's tribe because i knew where he was from and some of them were my best pals I stopped talking to them or being in their midst. It took me a long time to heal from the trauma and I thank God that I did. I still have the phobia of rivers. I can swim, but I would love to do that in the swimming pool. So you can imagine this story. I decided to pick stories that were outside these three, you know, major groups because I got a lot of people um, with um similar traumas but this one was just really like wild like you know he had this experience and he was so scared that he you know he still has a phobia for rivers and maybe tomorrow somebody will say oh come and swim in the river and you're like ah no you know you don't know why that person has made that decision and what has you know informed that decision what experience now person two says and this story i have I actually can relate to person's two story, but the the thing is, I wasn't traumatized by it. It was it's a memory, and and that that's why if his definition of trauma really stuck, because you know when you heal from trauma, it becomes a memory. But mine wasn't really a trauma, and I would say why it wasn't. So this is person two story. I experienced my cousin get burned all over by a gas explosion. I was about six or seven years old. I would 
had just started wanting to be where the adults were and by adults i meant my older cousins who were my babysitters so i was in the kitchen the kitchen was detached from the main house i just completed the task of wash, washing plates and had been ready to help pound pepper i can't recall what prompted my cousin to send me out of the kitchen i mean i was just enjoying her gist with a neighbor i recalled being resentful of leaving and dragging my feet I was halfway to the main house when I heard a sudden boop and her scream filled the air. I stood there in shock, watching as my parents raced out of the house to help her. She didn't die, but I remember that pockets of liquid dotted her skin from head to toe. I recall the treatment routine, but I I can't recall the treatment routine, but I recall her pains, the discomfort and cries. This experience made me terrified of gas cookers. My parents used kerosene stove after that incident. When I grew up and encountered gas cookers in other people's homes, I would ask them to light it themselves or I would avoid cooking altogether. I believe I got to age 30 before I could light a gas cooker by myself. However, I'm still uncomfortable around it. So I was saying that I could relate to this story because I had a nanny. I think I was in I, I was in primary school, not I think I was in primary school. Um, and something there was a gas explosion in my house. Um, she was the only one in the kitchen and she got burned from head to toe. And um yeah, but I we weren't there, we were sleeping, we were still sleeping. She woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning, went to the kitchen, didn't know that the gas cylinder was leaking, and I don't know. Anyway, um so maybe because i wasn't there i don't know why i wasn't traumatized by it or maybe my parents kind of like took us but i remember going she was taken to the teaching hospital and she was one of our favorite nannies ever i still remember her because of course i mean she lived with us for so many years um after the burn my parents didn't want her to go back to her family until she was you know back to almost normal i mean you can't get back to totally normal but i remember going to see her in the hospital she was in pain you know but it didn't make me scared of lighting gas cookers you know i mean after that time too we had this phase of using kerosene stoves until my parents went back to using um um, gas cookers or we always had a gas cooker but i think my mom was the only one who was permitted to use it to cook because we didn't want a situation where people were um careless with you know turning it off and so on so so yeah that's my own story that i can relate with um her experience now person three this is person three's experience i was always the youngest in my class in secondary school and got bullied a lot until i learned to defend myself using my wits it made me feel like i'm alone and i find it difficult to share struggles with loved ones even when i know they care so this is another one you know bullying um i didn't get a lot of people talk about bullying traumatizing them but it you know this is something that has stuck for her and it has made her to become this person who feels alone and she finds it difficult to share struggles with loved ones even with not even just with people just people who she is sure they love her but she she, she can't share and then this is person four this one was wild so listen attending boarding school attending a boarding school where we were constantly on the lookout and always 
prepared to run in case we see snakes there were so many in bushes monkeys or there's a fire outbreak or sometimes when kidnappers kill the fence to come and kidnap students was really traumatizing sometimes i get flashbacks too and this is the reason why i'm always prepared to run at any time and i'm always on the lookout whenever i go somewhere new one time i went to the market two men were arguing and shouting and i thought they were scared or running away from something and the first thing that came to my mind was to run which i did people thought i was mad because when they stopped me to ask me why i was running i told them it was because two men were shouting when i got home i sat down to think of why i did that and it just clicked it felt like what i would do because it's what i always did in boarding school always on survival mode i'll stop here and um i'll just like to state some facts about trauma before we go i want to first of all state that even from my own experience i've experiences i've realized that i've had more than two traumatic experiences and when you add one trauma on top of another without acknowledging it as trauma or taking the necessary steps to heal from your trauma it steals your joy and eventually swallows you whole then um i have i think i've mentioned that not all stressful events you experience cause trauma i really need to say this because um i got something from um one of you who mentioned that you know people in this generation is calling they are calling everything trauma 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 a little thing happens trauma um and i and i and i said to her that yes you know i agree people have stressful events and they say oh i'm so traumatized um so we need to understand that you may be overwhelmed by an event for a few weeks or months but it gets later resolved um that's not trauma um trauma is something else but i also mentioned to her that it may not because it doesn't seem like something traumatic to you doesn't mean that it was wasn't actually trauma then another thing is our body store trauma that is why very young children who may not be able to verbalize what has happened to them remember the emotions they remember how they felt they remember the fears many years down the line and um, are affected by them post traumatic stress disorder also known as ptsd may follow after experiencing a traumatic event most of the time it does and it comes with um, so many um, symptoms like you know relieving flashbacks you know avoidance avoiding talking about the events or places um, mood swings feeling detached from family um, changes in physical and emotional reactions is being easily frightened like you know one of the stories i read um, trouble sleeping self-destructive behavior seriously is a big one drinking too much driving too fast taking drugs feeling overwhelming guilt or shame so there's so many um angry outbursts aggressive behavior you know you see people they're just aggressive it's coming from from somewhere probably then most importantly i don't know if this is most importantly but most importantly trauma doesn't just pass or go away it needs to be deliberately addressed and you need to heal from it also 
trauma is treatable and you can live a joyful, peaceful life after healing from your trauma, mostly through therapy and resilience. And of course, God, we cannot forget the God factor because without God, uh, if you like resilient from now till tomorrow, it's, it's <laughs> that healing may not come. In the following episode, we'll be having guests who will be having insightful conversations about trauma and more. Among them will be a therapist, like I mentioned, a psychiatrist, authors who have written books about trauma and other related um, topics. I would leave you with a poem I wrote recently titled Band-Aid. Enjoy. 365 and counting. Hidden behind your shield, you are losing life. You are bleeding blood mingled with tears, pleading with destiny, telling history. Do not repeat again here. There is nothing to gain from this pain that knows no bounds, that leaps from generation to generation. Cycling down in a spiral, rabbit hole, dark, dingy, drowning. You cannot swim. You cannot save a life heavy laden with wounds of the past, wounds of the present, fresh, oozing. You cannot stop this madness until you shed this weight, ripping each band-aid that covers every inch of you. Do not look to the left or to the right. Do not look to those who look upon you as damaged. Look up. Allow the sunlight to do its work. Allow for air to graze over every cut, every wound. Then, water with grace and time. And you too will grow new skin. Thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this episode. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. I'm excited to hear your feedback on this particular team. So keep them coming. Remember, you can hit me on my blog with your feedback, rovingbookwomng.com, on Instagram and on my Facebook page, rovingbookwomng, or on WhatsApp if you have my contact. Do not forget also to subscribe to the Roving Book One podcast. It's on Apple Podcast app or the Google Podcast app or on Spotify. Just download these apps on your phone, um, the Roving Book One podcast, and hit the subscribe button. It's free. Also, don't forget to share with your family and friends. If you're yet to listen to other seasons of this podcast, please go listen. I promise you it will be worth it. It's time to go, but I look forward to the next episode when we'll be having yet another insightful conversation based on our theme, the healing season. So until then, is take care of yourselves and stay blessed.